Hey there, and welcome to the Do Life Big podcast. This podcast is going to be your jam if you want to live to your full potential and don't believe in half-assing anything in your life. If we want to do life big, that means we've got to get out of our own way because we only have this one shot to make it awesome. I'm your host, Kathy, and I'm a mom of three whose BFF is cold brew, a retired school teacher turned online entrepreneur, and an author. I'm loud, bold, and will always keep it real. I'm determined to live my best freaking life possible, and I'm here to help you do the same. I'll be packing this podcast with tips, motivation, inspiration, and strategies to finally get you where you want to go. And we will have a ton of laughter along the way because let's be honest, we can't ever take ourselves too seriously, right? I'm so excited you are here with me today. Now let's get this party started. Hey, my friend, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Do Life Big. Today, you are in for a real treat because we have a super special guest, Leah Valencia Key. Literally, you are going to be blown away by this episode. For real, when you hear about her and hear her journey and all that she's overcome and all that she's created and who she is today, it is going to be the most inspirational story you've ever heard jaw-dropping, hands down, 1,000%. So buckle up and get ready for this. So Leah, welcome to the show. Jill's just hearing it. I was going to meet her. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that chick? She seems really cool. She's amazing. I want to meet her. This is an honor to be with you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I have been waiting months to have Leah on the Do Life Big podcast. I had first heard of Leah when I attended this Empower Her Live event back in Arizona, I think it was in October. Was it October? Yes, October. October. And she just comes walking up to the stage all in her bright, beautiful yellow and her awesome, happy, joy vibe that she's got. And she got on that stage and it was jaw dropping her entire story. I was blown away and was like, I have to find a way to get this chick on my podcast because my listeners would just die to hear what she has to say. And I know you've you've been on Oprah. I know you have your things on QVC. You know, when you when you talk about things like this and you introduce people, right, and you say things like that, it's really easy to maybe think, oh, wow, well, just somebody else who got lucky or just somebody else who was just kind of handed this incredible life and it's just easier for her. But, you know, the Leah that we see right here right now today is definitely not the same Leah from back in the day. So I would love it if you could just kind of introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll dive in. Yes, thank you. I I agree. I feel like you hear the like, the light and and I think, hearing people's accomplishments is so amazing because whenever I pray that every heart that's listening, when you hear these things that I've persevered to and through, my prayer is that you see it as inspiration for you to know that it is possible for you. Like that you, we are humans all in the same and we have different struggles but we do have obstacles no matter where you come from i'm gonna share my life journey and and my journey's still rough like as i hear those pretty accolades i'm like oh so pretty if they pull back the curtains of the struggle as i'm in right now so i'm gonna tell you my young birth struggle to now but i also want you to know that like it's continuous. The journey is is always like evolving and there's always these changes. But I want to be living light for you that whatever's inside of your heart, yes, it is possible. And so you hear me and I'm always smiling and joy and I love a good yellow moment. Uh, But, you know, I wasn't born in that. I was truthfully born in my self-diagnosed darkness I mean, I was born in the most impoverished neighborhood of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I, I like to describe the neighborhood that I was born on because it was trash riddled on the streets, drugs transactions on every corner, violence, all of these things happening in the neighborhood I was born. And I was raised by a single mother, three children. So myself, my brother and my sister, and we were in poverty. 
But poverty went to destitute when my mother broke her leg in several places and she could no longer afford that little one bedroom apartment that we were living in in that really rough area. I vividly remember, and I, I actually like block out trauma. I try to, but there are some just like key moments that I remember clear. And one was my mother getting us home, my sister, my brother and I from school. And there's a padlock on this door that we called home. So all of our little belongings were inside and a mother with three children had nowhere to take her children. That immediately took us from poverty to destitute and we landed in a woman's homeless shelter. And I paint the picture of the homeless shelter because visuals to me are so powerful for you to experience it with me. You think of a gym room and you think of cots. If anyone knows what a cot is, it's these metal hard little fold out beds and these little cots one foot away filling the gym room. And each mother gets one cot to a family, which means the entire family, so it's a family of four for us, are balled up together on this one cot with their only little belongings. And so the room is filled with crying and profanity and sorrow and hopelessness, which I equate to darkness. But in that moment, this was the first seed of light that was planted in my spirit. And I give you an age range. I was about age eight, third grade. I remember it in school grade. So I'm super young. And my mother looks down at her three children. And in the midst of all this around us, she looks at us and says, your predicament does not determine your destiny. And I love that. Like I pause on that and I, I want hearts to digest it because it's a, so many things happening. I'm 44 now. So from that point, honestly, it was just a seed. Because truthfully, when she said it, I was like, this looks pretty destiny to me. Yeah, <laughs> right? like, this looks pretty real. But uh, I love sharing the power of the spoken word. And I love calling it a seed because it, it didn't catch immediately. I didn't understand it immediately. But I'm 44 today living out that light of a seed that was planted in me. And I'd love for you to take a moment, any heart that's listening, like what word seeds are you planting in your life? What are you speaking in your life, your children's life, your friend's life, people around you's life? Because it will grow. And so then you have to determine what you're going to plant in your life. And so my mother chose in the midst of all that horror to plant life, to plant that our predicament that we were in at that moment was not our destiny. And so we lived in the homeless shelter for several more years. And truthfully, like I said, it was a seed that did not catch at that moment. So I start to become my environment. I start to become super negative, using every curse word, that a baby should never know. <laughs> Every grade known to school, lunch, uh, recess, all of those that didn't have grades, I was still failing them because I was looking to my environment to see what I was and what I should be. And this is what I love to share. The true first light, like pure light that was turned on to, into my life was I'm coming back from school to the homeless shelter. And I see my mother standing at the homeless shelter door and I'm walking and she's not looking happy. And I'm thinking like, oh, what did I get caught for today? <laughs> trying to calculate, like, what do I fess up to, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what, do, what do I hold, right? And I get in front of her and she says, Leah, do you want to be a follower or leader? And I pause. Um, so let's fast forward. I guess I'm about 10, 11, right? I'm on and about fifth, sixth grade, still super young. I like to share that age because of the mindset that that I'm in, a sponge. And she says, because right now, Leah, you're following. And guess what? You're, you're going to become everything that you follow, Leah. Or, Leah, you have the power to lead your life. You have the power to choose your inner light inside of you and lead it all the way to your destiny, Leah. And she said, you choose. Immediately she walked off. No reprimanding, no discipline. She unlocked the power and light 
of choice and like what true leadership was in my life at that very moment and left me there for me to deal with it. And and I think that's such a beautiful, I'm so grateful. My mother's no longer with me. I'll explain that story, but I'm so grateful for that moment today because I embodied, first of all, I was like, whoa, wait, you get to choose? Like, I didn't even know. I thought you are what you see. Like, this is what we do. This is what we are. Everything you see around is the norm. Become it, be it. And so I also knew it didn't feel good to be that way. Mm. I, I wasn't in 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 um, oneness with who I really was being that way, but it's what I saw. And so I was like, oh God, it has, it is a whisper inside of me. It is a light inside of me. And this understanding that I could choose it and that I could block out the noise of the external world and I could go within myself and listen to my inner light and, and, and lead that for me, not for anyone else, all the way to my true place of being in this world. Oh my God, unlocked everything for me. The next day I went to school and I asked my teacher, how do I get better grades? How do I see out of the environment I'm in? So I love taking the moment there for everyone. When we're on a quest to shift or or growth, because sometimes where you are isn't bad too. I like to say like, let's pause. Like you don't have to be in a bad place to know that you have another light or a light inside of you and there's a destiny calling you somewhere. And so it's like, but how do I get there? Right. It's so true. My my answer is, and what I, I've used since a baby and I used to 44, I use two, I ask one statement, but two ways. So I ask up to my higher power, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in. I I know that there's a bigger source. I call God, whatever you want to label it, bigger than me. And so I ask all of my clear ones up. I ask them up and I speak them in belief that they should be so because they were the light that was put inside of me that I see as my destiny. And then I ask out. Now, I want to be clear on my ask out because I don't want you to be confused. You're not asking for people to technically help you. You're not asking for an expectation. You're literally, the ask truthfully is a speaking of what you want to do and accomplish in the world. And you're speaking it out to any ear that will listen with no attachment of support and expectation from the ear. You just want it to land outside of your body so it moves around you. Because what I know to be so is your asking up is gonna whisper to the right earth angel that's aligned in your journey to help you, even if it's one foot closer to your dream. That's going to connect. You're just speaking it out so the angels can hear it. And the right one that's aligned for you will show up. Oh, I love that journey. That is unbelievable. And like what gifts too for your mom to ask you those incredible questions at such a young age and plant that seed? I mean, wow. I loved, I, you know, it was so interesting. I think in poverty, like there was no time to be coddled as a child like so I love that she's my mother spoke to us very clear and and very concise and adult like like having full conversations and not watering situations down because in the rough situations we were in there were no time to water things down and coddle and baby I think I'd categorize my mother or self-diagnose because I think that I'm an unofficial doctor. Uh, <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my God, I got it. Uh, I self-diagnose my mother as being paralyzed by generational curses and fear. And she had so much power. She was one of the most intelligent people I know. And she had so much knowledge inside of her, but she couldn't physically break out of that because I felt like, I feel like fear was shackling her down because 
you know, my grandmother was poverty. My grandmother's mother was poverty. And she saw all of this being passed down and she couldn't move through that. But I feel like her speaking these clear, concise ways of living in life in our lives, my sister and brother and I's lives was one last try to get a generational breakthrough. Like if she had, she couldn't do it, but if she could do one thing, I'll at least try to speak life into their life. I'll speak opposite of what is and what has been passed down to me in hopes that these words will break into their mind that will catapult action for them that I physically can't do. And I'm honored that I'm 44 living a day, breaking through those generational curses and making action through her words. Seriously, such an inspiration, such goosebumps when I listen to your I story. I mean, doesn't it just make you feel like, ah, oh. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, so you started, so you took her advice. Mm -hmm. You let that little seed grow and you started by, you know, making that first little step the very next day yes. of asking your teachers, like, how can I get better grades in school? Yeah. And so how much longer did you go on living in the homeless shelter? Like what happened next? Oh, I lived in poverty. I lived in um, public, what we call public assistance. So it's from the housing homeless shelter to then we were shifted to a housing project, which is a homeless shelter, just a different facility because they just start shifting you around when you're living within the system of poverty. And I lived that all the way up into college. I never, we never came out of poverty. So um, my hope, what I realized was education. And so what I really know today is to me, and there's many more, but there's three guaranteed ways to equalize and uplift and shift someone's predicament. And one is education, two is exposure, and three is opportunity. And then and, and if you can get a mix of, of those three powerful things, your life can totally be changed. And I say it because I'm a living witness. I knew that education was going to allow me to see something different. At minimum, get to college, which I didn't really know why I was going to college. I knew it was out of my predicament. Right. So I knew I had to see something different. I knew I had to be beyond where I was or I'd stay where I was, right? And and so just, just the exposure and the opportunity of going to college would shift me out of where I was. And so I knew college was for me, not college per se, but the transfer out of my neighborhood. And so I became the first and only person in my family and in that area in my genre to go to college. And I, it was all hard though. Like I say it real easy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it was not easy. It was super hard. I think it gets harder when you're going against the flow of the water, the flow of the water is coasting and giving up and succumbing to the things around you, right? That's still hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Dramatic, but it's comfortable and you see it and you know it, you don't got to figure it out. It kind of just comes to you and then you get in a mess and you're like, darn, this happened, but you're in it. The hardest part is to swim opposite away from it. And now you got to figure things out You've got to dream things that you don't even know is possible. You've got to find areas that don't even exist. And so till this day, it's harder and harder for me to figure things out of what I want to be. But I know if I don't want to be in this, whatever this is, and it could be great. So I love speaking to people that are already great. Like maybe you have a wonderful career. And you're great. And if society looked at it, you are checking off the boxes. But your inner light, your inner whisper, your divine destiny is telling you there is something else for you. That's mm -hmm. a very uncomfortable place to be. And it's very hard to break out of comfortability. But what I would say is that immediate action is power. And if you can believe yourself over anything external, there is some beauty. So I believe when things whisper to me and they always sound crazy, like one that I could go to college. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm failing? 
saying. Then I got on honor roll and then and then I got accepted into a university. And then I didn't even know how you got to a university. It was so interesting. My mother said, so th- my mother who said my predicament is not my destiny, when it came to real reality, I, I come home like I got into college. And she was excited. And she's like, what? And then she starts breaking down in tears. And she's like, but you can't go. Oh. And I'm like, what are you saying? Like, you're the very one. You are how I got here. You said my predicament doesn't determine it. You said follow and lead your light. And she was like, oh, that is all so true. But financially, like, I physically can't get you there. I can't afford. She's never been. She doesn't know. I can't afford college. Even if I couldn't afford to get you to college, I don't know about books. We can't even eat here. There's no financial way that you could do that. So when you live in reality, sometimes you got to live outside of reality. And all of that was so true. But I believe the words that she said, and I'm like, "Mm, but my destiny is college. And so I don't know how, but I'm going. And I love sharing that because... If there's something that seems so irrational to you because of your current situation, if you believe the irrational of your destiny, you will figure out the house and you will speak your dreams out so many times that somebody shows up. I just start to speak out, not expecting anyone to help me, but people will say, what you doing at the school? What would you do? I want to go to college. I want to go to college. And then I will always have a quiver in it. And I remember one of my aunts said, but why do you, why is it a question when you say I want to go to college? It doesn't seem so matter of fact. And I was like, well, because truthfully, we can't afford me to go to college. And she was like, well, what do we need? And then she was like, well, we'll get you there. And then another aunt showed up. You need a computer, then we'll get you a computer. And then when I, when they got me to college, then it showed up and I found out that there was a thing called work study and then I could work. to. Li- and so if you just speak it and you do the things that you believe that are outside of reality, things will slowly start to reveal itself. Mm, oh my gosh, I love that so much. It's It's so true though. You know, if you want something bad enough, mm-hmm. there is always a freaking way. There is always a way. Where there's a will, I say it to myself. I don't even know what, where that quote comes from. Someone tell us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. And I believe it. Like, do you have a will? Do you have a drive? And and a will means when the hardest obstacles come in front of you for the way that you want to be, will you decide to keep pushing and thinking and strategizing and getting back up? That's will. Will is perseverance, even in the hardest of times, because you know you've got somewhere to go and you won't let anything stop you. You will find a way. Mm, yes, you've got to have that perseverance. Yes. 100%. God, it, it's just such an incredible story. And I know you have your whole jewelry line. And of course, like, you know, I don't know if anybody can see this, but I'm wearing Leah's uh, guiding star necklace that she designed herself. Oh, love it. It's so good. I was saying when we first started, I was like, <laughs> I was complimenting you in my head, like, that's so cute. And it was good and so I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that, that came about. So here, you got to follow your inner heart. So I went all the way to college and because I knew I had to get out. There was a reason for all of this. And then I went into education and I do all these different things. And I'd love to share. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, just doing random things. And it's still towards your destiny. People will say, oh, you're you're not focused. But everything that I've done that seems out of alignment has, has taught me something for my destiny. Going to college and then getting into education, I realized that I was, again, seeking the outside world. Like I was I was in another predicament, but I was following the outside world again in fear that I don't want to be poverty. And so I was doing things to pre- prevent poverty again. Like, oh, go get a college degree because education will help give you poverty. Well, actually education was going to help me get out of my environment. I realized that today. And then it was yeah. work in this career because you want to, it's a steady income 
because you don't want to be poverty, right? And but I was my soul, my soul was empty, and mm. I was not at my greatest. I was not living in light, and I decided to hear my words, mother's words again, and I went inside of myself, and I was like, well, what brings me joy? And I knew creativity brought me joy. See, when my mother, when I got to college, I think right before I graduated, my mother got deathly ill. She had been ill for a while, but really ill. And one of our last conversations that we had together, she said, oh, Leah, I see you shining your light. I see you moving towards your destiny. And she gave me these little earrings. And she said, Leah, I want you to always wear your earrings every day and let them be a visual reminder because the world can get rough. And there are going to be times where you don't think there's light inside of you. And let those earrings be a wearable reminder. Maybe you touch them. Maybe you see them in the mirror that you always have light inside of you. All you have to do is unlock it and choose it. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Oh, those words resonate with me every day. And I start to get great joy in the creativity of hand sketching symbolic wearable pieces. Now, I'm from homelessness. I don't know about creating a business. So that is not anywhere in my plan by any <laughs> means. I literally was hand sketching this because my mother shortly passed and it's kind of memory of her and her guidance, which had gotten me far so far. I was hand sketching pieces like, well, what would I wear that would inspire me to keep persevering or what part of me has inspired our hand sketch a rooted collection that that root into peace root into love root into joy those are core ways of being that will cut through any noise and shatter any glass ceiling therapeutic for me and I'm living now for the world trying to do this education thing but I'm losing my light and so I went back inside of myself and I'm like well but what what turns your light on? What? Where do you emanate your true joy and creativity? I would see myself hand sketching these jewelry and I knew that that was creativity. And so I was like, oh, okay, God, that's funny because I said, I don't want to be poverty again. And I don't know how to make money with creativity. I, the world's not showing me that. Like this is back in the day, like you didn't have social media and Instagram to see all of these creative people, right? Like, so, right. There, you know, you saw doctors and lawyers and these things, teacher and people who could make an income and a career. And so I'm like, oh, art, I don't know if that's going to feed me. This is interesting, God, cruel joke. So then I start <laughs> to say, all right, but how can I make money if I really follow up my inner light and I start to process elimination, what careers could do creativity and bring income? And the one that I saw was beauty, hair and makeup. And I'm like, that is creativity and it's a need for it. People are always gonna get hair and makeup done. I'm like, okay, we can serve both sources. Let's go back to school with a master's degree. <laughs> And go get a cosmetology license because my mother told me to always complete everything and do it fully. And <laughs> I went back and got a cosmetology license with a master's degree, which had me now sweeping floors in a salon with a master's degree. And I love sharing that because it's like, are you willing to shed all of the glory for your inner truth? Mm. For your inner light to shine because the glory you're gonna shine regardless if you are in oneness of your truth where you won't shine is where i love yellow and where the embodiment of yellow comes from is this light that we are born with dims because we start to get out of oneness with ourselves, and it becomes it's brightest when you get one with yourself and I'm like well I'm willing to sacrifice everything that I think is dark and challenging to become one with my true joy and my true light and coming into this creativity so I'm sweeping floors super humbling but I knew if I swept floors in this salon specifically I could learn a lot 
and that I knew I also, and so when you think about your dreams, think about what makes you alive. And then I also like to say, think about what specifically you want to do within that. Because I realized like, oh, I'm going to go back and do hair and makeup, but I don't want to be in a salon like for my long-term career. But I knew I had to be in a salon to learn. So I'll use this as a stepping stool, sweet floors to learn because learning and education is priceless. Oh, so true. That took me to um, working in Met Cosmetic, ringing up people. And I always tell you to ask, when I say ask, ask is an inquisitive knowledge seeking ask, not like wanting something from me, people, but we're learning knowledge. So I would always ask when I ring people up, they would, some people would have a professional code on their name. And I would always ask, oh, what do you do? Cause I love learning. Like, what is that? Where is it? What? And so yeah. I would learn different careers and creativity. And this one lady said, I work for QVC. And I was like, what is that? Never knew. She was like, oh, it's a 24 hour television network, which is not more than 30 minutes away from us where I was working. And I'm like, 24 hours of full creativity? Because they've got to be doing hair and makeup, right? She was like, absolutely. There's salon in there that never closes. Boom. That was my immediate dream. I grab hold to dreams like nothing. I'm like, done. That's my dream then. And (laughs) she said, I spoke to her and told her my dream. She said, oh, I'll connect you with someone in department. Well, here we go. I get there and they asked me, did I actually have my license? But I hadn't had my license yet. I was in school for it. So, well, that proved that I needed to stay in school. Two, three years later, I get my license and now I try to get back to QVC dream and no one's there. So it took me five more years. Five more years? Of speaking QVC into into people's hearts. And it's that perseverance. You didn't give up. Never give up. I'm sweeping floors for five more years. I'm working for the most minimalist wage for five more years in this creativity. And I just knew that I was going to work at QVC, but I didn't know why. So your dreams are going to be very abstract and they'll take you places that is bigger than what you even know is waiting for you. Mm. Pause on that. Like you have a dream. I had a dream to just create. That was my dream. I used hair and makeup as a vessel. I figured out QVC was a place that was going to be 24 hour just creating because I didn't have to keep clients. I didn't have to worry about where clients going to book me. It was just going to happen. That was my dream. But the dream was bigger than that. Five years of me sweeping floors and learning. And then anyone that smiled twice, I would tell them I want to work for QVC. <laughs> The twice smile barometer was because I'd figure you're a little pleasant. You would receive my dream. You wouldn't right. kill it. Right. <laughs> you, mu- you must be a happy, supportive person. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> you take it in your spirit. So I tell everyone. Finally, I told, um, I was working to support myself at a bar, bartending. And this gentleman comes and he smiles twice. Fits my barometer. Now he smiled twice now and I realized because he just wanted to order his rum and coke and he was being kind, but I used it as my barometer and I'm like, I want to work for QVC. And he's like, okay. He says, his name was Fred. I remember to this day, this is at least over 15, 16 years ago. He says, I work for Comcast, interestingly, and my friend works for QVC. Let me see what I can do. Do you understand where you're speaking your dreams out? You're not expecting anything, but there is a heart and alignment. Bob Goff said, I heard him speak one day. He's an awesome speaker, legend. And he said, the human is wired to help, Mm. but they are wired to help in the way that they can. And so that's why we should live out of expectation. So when you're speaking your dreams out, your seeds are just planting in the people's hearts and brains. And if anything ever comes up remotely connected to your dream, they will trigger in to support you. So my question landed on someone that had help already aligned. And he said, let me, so he gave, I gave him my information. The next day, Stephanie Humphrey was his friend's name. Funny part is we're like sis- dear friends, sisters to, to to this day. But that moment, she had never met me a day in her life. 
And what I want to say is on your quest to be in the world, and when I say be, it's like whatever you're trying to do, create a family, start a business, whatever your be is, how are you? What is your heart being in the world on your quest? That's going to cut and shatter glass ceilings quicker than you can ever strategize and plan. Stephanie Humphrey texted me the next day and said, my friend Fred said you were so much light and joy. If there was any way that I could help you, please do. Wow. Your heart light can transfer from human to human without even meeting the person. If you decide to be rooted in kindness, if you decide to be rooted in light and love, and that's why I create these bracelets and jewelry that symbolize that because sometimes the world is very rough, like my mother said, and it can take us out of that way of intention. But when you wear them, it reminds you to set back into who your truth is. Stephanie Pomfrey gave me the name of the manager of the salon, contact, phone number, and email, all of them. And then she said, who had never met me a day in her life, please use me as a reference. Oh my gosh, that is mind blowing are you in the world? How are you without wanting an expectation? Are you being kind for someone else to be kind to you? Or are you just being kind? That's a different way of being just because you decided that's who I'm going to root in, even if I don't feel like it. So I had been getting no's, as I said, for five years up until that date, but every no got me back in the salon, learning different hair textures, learning hair color, learning blowouts, learning cuts. I was learning through the nose. I was crying in the nose <laughs> when yeah. I was learning through the nose. And by that time, I did exactly what Stephanie said. I used her as a reference. I got a call back. I got an interview. Now I was ready to physically do a demo. I got accepted into QVC, which I think was another huge light turned on to me because now I'm, I'm styling dream makers, which are these QVC hosts that take people's dreams, which are their business, and radiate that out to people on air. And then I'm styling dreamers who I didn't know existed, business creators who literally have a vision and a dream, have a heart intention, and then they take something tangible and they pour that into a physical product and then they gift it to the world and it becomes life-changing. And then that's what I start to see right in front of me. Two people I um, love to list. So many hearts have blessed me. Grace Marsh, Susan Slauson, these beautiful hearts have changed my life as I grew. But I love to share two names. Jamie Kern Lima, founder of It Cosmetics. Believe It book, New Year's Times bestseller. Worthy book just coming out soon. So please, everyone, pre-order. Jamie Kern Lima's book, Worthy, is going to be so good. Oh and my God, so good. There's an event in February too, the word uh, Unstoppable. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. It's going to be so good. And it's a free link to join. I'll get you the link. So okay, yeah, perfect. Join that. And then Vicky Sai, founder of Tatcha Skincare, one of the most luxurious skincare brands known. These two hearts I met in the QVC salon and they saw my light in my heart and they said, come with me. They took me under their wing and I traveled around the world with them. And above and beyond, they allowed me to sit in rooms that I didn't even know existed. They talked um, concepts around me that I didn't even know were true. And they showed me like, when you have love of confidence or from skin to soul, like these beliefs and you pour them into something, I saw that they were like really changing lives when people receive these products. And then as I was styling different people, I would see the last thing that they would ask is what bracelet do I put on? What what necklace do I seal this outfit? It's like the last seal of your stepping into your light, into the world when no one else can step with you. And I start to realize like my whole life had been this darkness to light and being a beacon of possibility to others and to myself. And I had been hand sketching these pieces that my mother told me to use as symbolic. So I wanted to put that light 
and that bravery and that courage into my hand sketch pieces so that when wearers wear it, they were they're reminded that that symbolism, that all things are possible. That if you're wearing something from a young lady that the world said you shouldn't even know about, if you have a dream that it's possible, there's courage and bravery inside of you. There's light inside of you. All you have to do is unlock it. And that's when the brave courage decision of trying to create Valencia Key started. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you literally hand sketch every single Every one. single design. Every single design I hand sketch. And I'm thinking, like, what do I want you to feel when you see it, when you wear it, like the guidance star necklace that you're wearing, there's a certain amount of stars on there. And I'm like, what you could physically attach a light presence to each one. So when you click it on, it reminds you that you are a part of that light and that you guide your light and your light actually inspires others to shine with you. And it's been so transformative for me because I wear it. Yeah. <laughs> But so many other beautiful hearts just give me so many beautiful reviews that they they take it in places that no one else can go with them as that courage. It's just oh. a blessing. I know it is. It's a really, it's a blessing. It's unbelievable. And, you know, when I listen to you share some of these things, I love how you, you know, maintained that level of just like belief in yourself in like your vision and your dream that before you even got there, you know, before you had any of the things, because I feel like a lot of times people get so wrapped up in saying things like, okay, well, once I have the money, then I'll finally be happy and feel joy and be aligned and have the fulfillment. Once I'm in the right relationship, then I'll do this X, Y, Z. Once I have the business, once I quit the job, all of that, but you've got to have it before you even get to any of those destinations, correct? Yeah, you've got to believe it as it, and and here's the thing, like it needs to be deeply, and that's why I say keep speaking it out because I believe the more you speak something out, the more real it becomes in your spirit. And there's two things that are going to happen. One, you say it so much, you're like, saying not going to happen. You stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you say it so much that you start to put action to it because you said it so much that you're like, so then what am I doing towards it? I believe that belief is an action word. And so my aunt, if you see in my designs there, you'll see threes flow through them, three symbols or different ways of three. And three is a beautiful for number for me. I love people attaching like, what is your three lights? But my aunt was one of mine and, and she told me, I'll always say, I love you, Aunt Nancy. I'll always say that. And she would say, oh, how nice, but love is an action word. So do action of love for me. That will let me know you love me. And that, as a young child, I started to realize, oh, there are some words that are action words. They're like, <laughs> like believe is an act. You can't say you believe something without physical action connected to it. You're just thinking about it. If you're just saying it and no action, you're thinking about it. And it's great to keep thinking about it. But then when you say it, I say you seed it out. You seed it out. When it plants to an action, now you're kicking into true belief. And then the take the pressure valve off as I design these hand sketches, right? I hand sketch designs. And then I, gotta, I have to send them to a manufacturer to actually get created. And the first question that the manufacturer will ask me when they see my designs is, okay, what millimeter is this portion? And at first I was like, well, I went to poverty school, so I don't know what a millimeter is. Let's go figure that out first. So I had to go figure out what a millimeter was. Millimeter is the smallest measurement on a ruler. Smallest. What I learned in creating the Lindsay Key jewelry is the smallest measurement will make the biggest, most drastic impact. If you create a ring that is three millimeters in thickness or two millimeters in thickness, one may have a more luxurious quality, luxe feel. One may feel cheap and weak, just a millimeter off. And so if you can shift in so much drastic change in a millimeter, well, that is the same with our lives 
take a pressure valve off of thinking of the biggest things you need to do towards these beliefs. What's the millimeter action that you can do? And so I live in for my dreams, millimeter dreams, millimeter actions. Like I'm just doing the smallest thing towards my belief just to prove that I truly believe. And then one day I look around and I'm like, what is that? I'm trying to No, no, I'm not styling hair makeup at QVC. My jewelry is physically on QVC. What? It's the millimeter of action. And and I also, the way I stay in this power belief system, I'm putting a deadline on things. I love a good timeline. My strategists and my planners, please don't shut down right now. Stay <laughs> in. It is beautiful to set goals. It is how you progress. I love it. Support it. But what I do notice is some people say, oh, if I haven't done this in five years, then it's not meant. But it's true. Like, do you know your destiny? Like, you know where your destiny looks like, but do you know the timeline of that destiny? Don't give up on your dreams. Your dream is never going to give up on you. Maybe it'll take five years. Maybe it'll take 20 years. But what I didn't know that it would take me five years to get in the QVC, it didn't matter to me. I had two statements, either I'm going to work in the QVC or I'm not going to be living anymore. Like that's <laughs> And so I say that now my business is super, still very small. You hear all the beauty and I'm grateful for it, but it is super small. Sometimes I'm like, is the website working? Because I'm getting no orders. <laughs> this thing on. Or, or I'm trying to understand how do I get enough income in so that I can hire people to grow because people create greatness. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks very bleak right now. I'm being honest. It's very rough. But I believe that Valencia Key is going to be a global life-changing brand that is a catalyst to inspire the hearts that wear to live out in their light and also be a catalyst to reach back into communities and areas that need physical action support and use the finances to pull people along with us. I know that's gonna happen. It does not look like that today. It looks like if someone opened my books, they would say, shut down, you have a hobby. Yeah. Full transparent. But I see the truth so clear that I'm gonna keep going and it doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm gonna keep speaking it. I'm going to keep acting on it and it will eventually connect. I know it to be true. So what is it that you need to stick in to believe in for your truth? Stay with it. Oh my gosh, it's true. And you know what else I also believe too? I truly believe that everything happens exactly how it's meant to happen, when it's meant to happen, whether you like it or not, this is how it's meant to happen. I totally believe it. Even when it doesn't feel good, even when it's a huge mistake or you made a big mistake and it's like, yeah, it was a mistake and you probably could have made a better decision. But what did you learn from that mistake? That's literally going to be life-changing for you. Mm. That if you hadn't have made that mistake, it would change the trajectory of your life. I know. It's, it's so, so powerful. powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> It's just absolutely incredible. So what would you say to someone who maybe though is in that, you know, they're in that dark place right now, that they're in that stuck phase of their life and they know it and they can feel it. But deep down, like they know that they don't want to be like that. They don't want to feel like that. And they know that they're meant for so much more, but they're just like, you know, they're in it. Yeah. What should they do first? Well, one, you're not alone. You you are not alone. You're not (laughs) alone. I am in it also, and I feel it. But it's what are you going to choose? What actions are you going to decide to be? What are you going to decide to root in now that's not reality for you in the current predicament? And we can define ourselves even when it's not true. You can define to be in peace, even when there's chaos around you. And so there's a couple of things that I'd give. One, start to define how you want to think and feel right now, even when you feel the opposite. Do you want to feel peace? 
then claim peace. Because when you claim peace, you'll find your way to peace. You'll start to say, well, what do I got to start canceling out of my life to get to peace? Who do I have to speak up to to get it out my heart? Like, who do I have to start defining barriers to to create my peace? You will start it if you claim it and root in it. That's why I love my rooted ring and my rooted collection. Sometimes you need to look at it and be like, I'm claiming peace right now. If you want to claim joy, joy is not feeling happy and jumping around all the time. Joy is a joyful life. Joy is meaning I am defining light around me, even through the darkest moments. So if you claim that right now, you will find your way to joy. And with these things, action. The brain is so beautiful and I love her and I say it when I speak, but she's petty. She will do all the things and say all the things to help you and also to destroy you because she's comparing things. And sometimes it's to your demise. So sometimes you got to get out of your brain and into your heart because your heart is your light source and your heart told you where your destiny is. Your inner, if you go deeper than your heart, it's in this gut soul source. It tells you your truth. And so align with your truth and say, okay, if that's my truth, what smallest thing that I can do that becomes oneness with my truth? Do I just need to get out and talk to someone to get it out of my body? That's super small. And then if you talk to someone and they start to kill you or their tone is making you feel worse than where you started, shift the person and go to someone else. Don't categorize everyone and say, I can't talk to anyone. That's just not your person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not your light source that you need to catch. There's a light source for you. Turn on a podcast like this that lets you know that every moment I'm in that same mindset, but I'm acting out of it. I'm shifting out of it every time I'm deciding what light looks like and I'm becoming it. Mm. those pictures of what light is and and what does it look like to be love well how does that look I don't feel loved right now I feel alone or I feel like I don't love myself but if I knew what love was what would it look like what would it feel like what would that action be paint the picture start acting like that because if you start to act like it it gravitates to you and the more you walk in your way, you will become that. It's the same thing as the dream. The more you walk toward the dream, the closer you get, even though it seems far away, but you have to keep walking. To get to your destiny, you gotta either keep driving or keep walking. Yeah, exactly. You can't sit still, it's not coming to you. So I'd encourage you. And then the last thing, it, it is possible. Don't let your brain tell you that it's not. I'm living physical proof, not old school proof from my young past that I told you. Currently now, I'm living proof that you can shatter these bonds of hardships or not good enough or making big mistakes that I've made in my business and making self-deprecating thoughts because you try to compare yourself to others. And beyond all of that, you still can shine. Mm, so true. And, and I love how you talk about just speaking it out into existence because, you know, the more people you tell, the more you tell it to yourself, the more you say it to yourself, your brain doesn't know the difference between imaginative and reality. So you speak it to yourself enough, it's going to friggin' happen. If you keep doing something toward it, it's a lot. Here's the thing. Well, people are like, well, you're just lying if you're speaking it out. No, you're saying what you will be. Yes. Not what you are. You're speaking the truth. Like, I will have a successful global business that changes lives. I am speaking that out into the future. And so when I say this will happen, then the brain, if I keep saying it, says, well, then what do you do? Right. What do you have to do physically? to help that. Yeah. Oh, I got to get back up and create something or I've got to keep telling people my dreams and then someone will say, well, where's your challenge areas, Leah? Well, it's in financial structure. Anyone on here who knows about financial CFO, financial structure, and you've already lived that life and could help pro bono, please call me. Um, so I'll open up and, and, and being honest to people also, not hiding your insecurities, 
I think is a real power. I don't live in insecurities. I'm not hiding them. I'm telling people all my weaknesses. Yep. Why? Because when I don't, and you don't have to tell people your business, that's two different things. But I'm saying like, if you open up to where your insecurities are, A, no one can cut you down with them. Exactly. One. And then B, people will hear your need. And if they are strong in that area, or if they know someone that's strong in the area, they will immediately push you to someone for support. And if they're not, they won't. But you are shining your light on your areas where you need improvement. And every time you say it, you actually give yourself more power because it doesn't hold you in the darkness anymore. It doesn't make you feel less than anymore. It just lets you know, this is the area I need to grow in. And then someone's going to be like, okay, here, come with me. I can take you two steps. I can't take you the whole way. Right. You two steps. And that's two more steps than you were before. Share your inequalities and your your insecurities and your weaknesses and and say them bold, not as a shame factor. Yeah, I know. And those little actions that you take, I remember reading this book 10 years ago when I started my first online business, The Compound Effect. Have you read that? No. By Darren Hardy. It's the same kind of thing. It talks all about that, working towards whatever it is that you want in life and these baby little steps, these little baby actions every day, compounding over time. Yeah. And just getting back up, like getting back, like just get back up. If you, if today, if you got knocked down as we close and today you're laying flat, like you're in your lowest, whatever, maybe today you don't stand. Maybe today you just kneel. It's getting up higher than where you started. And then if you start with a kneel today, then tomorrow you squat. And then the next day you stand. And then the next day you walk. And then the next day you're running. Like take the pressure off of trying to be the thing immediately. It is, time is given to you. Yes, time is short. And that's why I say you gotta keep doing the actions because we don't know how long we have left to live. Cause my proof of my mother living such a short life, her early forties. And what I defined, and that's what I want Valencia also to be symbolic is, is living a full light of living of life, like not holding back on fully living. And so you don't know when your end is, but all you can do is say in this life, I'm going to keep moving at the capacity that I'm capable of doing. And every day I'm going to try to push beyond my current capacity. Yes. You're living. You're living. Right. And don't listen to the, I call this your little bitch voice. Yes. You get, you get this what I teach in my mindset program. You get your rock star voice and your little bitch voice. Uh-huh. Do not listen to the little bitch voice. No, she's there. She's not going to go anywhere. Stop trying to get her to go. She's coming. She's See, the problem is we're always trying to fight her. We're, we're not moving because we're all into her moment and we're giving her the shine or giving him the shine, right? Like stop giving him the shine and actually allow him or her to just hang out there and be like, oh, that's cool. And everything you say, thank you for that because now I'm gonna do opposite towards it. Oh yes, exactly. Do the opposite, I love that. Do opposite, she not going nowhere. Oh, you said I'm not good enough. Okay, thank you, hang out there. I know you'll be back, but now let me show you. Exactly, oh my God, so true, so good. Oh my gosh. I am so appreciative for having you on the show today, Leah. Oh my gosh. Do you have any lasting words that you want to leave our listeners with for today? And then just let us know to where they can check out all your beautiful jewelry and get something beautiful like this. I, my last words is that you are light. You were born light. You were born to shine in whatever capacity that your light is meant to shine. And so every day, every moment, decide to radiate your light in the capacity in which you're capable and just shine a little brighter every day. Because when you decide to shine, it is a generous statement because you also inspire others who you don't even know are watching 
to shine with you. I'd love for you to connect with me. Um, go to my website, www. I'm so old. You don't have to say WW anymore. <laughs> www dot. Take myself. Valencia Key, V-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-K-E-Y.com. Go to Valencia Key. And I normally don't get a piece of Valencia Key and, and allow it, the words that you allow to pour in your heart. Anything, we as humans love, we need symbolism. We need physical proof and we need symbolism. It's, it's just how our minds are, are wired. And then you attach whatever you want to your symbols. And so what I'd love is that you've allowed this moment we've had together to wash into your heart and become a beacon of light in your soul. And now when you receive your Valencia key, attach that feeling, that light, that mission, that courage, that possibility to that peace and wear it every day so that you can get to all parts of your destiny. Also, I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. One day I'm going to get over to TikTok. Pray for me on that. Um, <laughs> but for now, uh, uh, Valencia Key on Instagram. Valencia Key Design is where, please go join. I don't call it following. I say we're heart connecting. Connect with my heart there. And you will see all other lights shining in Valencia Key. So it's just not my story. The Valencia Key is our story. We are being of light together. And then if you want to see my wildness story, go to Leah Valencia Key and see where I'm at because I love a good travel. <laughs> and if you want to smile, either one of those pages, Leah Valencia Key uh, or Valencia Key Design will just bring a little smile in your heart. Oh my gosh, I love it. And we'll make sure we have all that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Leah, for being on our show today. This was an amazing, inspiring episode. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. You know I love you. I think you're awesome. And I will see you the next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with me today. You totally rock. Hey, listen, if you love today's episode, go ahead and tag me on social and go share this with a friend right now. Like, do it immediately before the day gets ahead of you and you totally forget. Couldn't be more pumped to be on this journey with you guys. Go make today awesome, and I will see you the next time.